This episode of the Rad Broadcast is brought to you by Tech2U. Tech2U strives to deliver superior technical services from professional and friendly staff while maintaining their principles of credibility, accountability, and customer service as they grow. With locations all over Northern California, Southern California, and Las Vegas, Tech2U provides in-shop repair, mobile services for residential and business, and remote service provided online. Tech2U repairs everything ranging from printers, scanners, screen repair, motherboards, keyboards, touchpads. They'll even recycle electronics. Visit www tech2u.com that's tech the number two u.com or call 888-340-8324 that's 888-340-8324 for tech to you the rad What was that? <laughs> Tumblr. What happens on there? Uh, I don't know. Why don't you tell me, boss? <laughs> I couldn't tell you. That'd be sexual harassment. <laughs> now you're freelance, so it doesn't matter, right? That's true. Yeah. That's true. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Rad Podcast. I'm producer Brandon from the Rob, Anybody, and Dawn show. And I got my lovely wife, Haley, in here with me again this time because she's wonderful and everybody enjoys her. So I thought, why not bring her back? I enjoy her too, from time to time. Yeah, maybe. I hope so. Just a little bit. Uh, Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So um, I'm going to get into the the Dr. Prod recap. I actually have um, our friend Jonesy, who had gender identity issues. She didn't go by, or she, or he. It's Jonesy a, it, didn't go by Jonesy. Jonesy went by Sarah. That's right. And now painfully feminine named Sarah. That's right. She did admit her name. So yeah. it's not a, really a mystery. It's not a mystery. Um, so she actually wrote back and uh, she has changed her name to Jonesy and we'll get into that. But um, it sounds like we, we really helped her out um, Before I get into that. I just wanted to check in, let everybody know I'm doing okay. I, I appreciate everybody's kind words with the whole depression stuff. I just, uh, you know, it's, I think we're, we all go through the highs and highs and the lows of lows. And I just happen to go through more lows lately. And thanks to the listeners and my, the support system being my wife, um, who's slowly dragging me out of my slump and it's, it's working, but it's taking some time, but I am working on it. And, uh, you know, today has been a low day. I'm going to be honest, but, um, we made the best, best of it after, uh, before we came in to record this episode and, um, I took him on a lunch date. Yeah. She took me on a lunch date. I thought, you know. I think he could use a little one-on-one time with no distractions. So yeah, and it helped. Even though we spent most of the weekend together um, doing a bunch of goofy stuff, including even though we spent most of the, well, I don't know. Even though you make it sound like it's like well, yeah, because you take me on a lunch date, even though we've been together, heck you know, yeah, for, for days and days take on you end. On a lunch date every day, sir. No, well, thank you. That makes me feel special. Good. But. I, I I was just getting back to the weekend and how Sorry. interesting it was and how I farted on your shoulder. <laughs> I don't know how your weekend went, but well, I got farted on. Yeah, on your shoulder. On my was. shoulder. Yeah, yeah. yeah was, you farted on my shoulder. How does that weekend. happen? I, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll cover that later. Ooh, yeah, maybe There's we'll see. Ultimate teaser. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you for everybody who's written in. We've gotten a ton of response on the, uh, the podcast Facebook page. You could join that by clicking over to rad podcasts on Facebook, click to join the group and you'll join right away. I'll accept you as soon as I can. Cause it's a one man show around here. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I, I, I 
Thank you very much. Let's get into this uh, recap here. And uh, if you remember, Sarah wrote us and she uh, grew up with some some issues, some tendencies to um, not want to be in a woman's body. She always felt better with more masculine hair, masculine physique. And she's coming into her own later on in life. She got along with the boys better. Yeah, she got along with the boys better. She works in a very masculine Mm -hmm. uh, industry, which helps her feel more comfortable. And she just was was trying to wonder, try to figure out where do I land? How do I fall in this crazy thing called life? And what what, uh, gender should I feel most comfortable being when I'm not born in the specific gender I want to be? But I enjoy my gender. I just want to have more boyish features. And I think our advice extended uh, extended from going to your local LGBT uh, community center and getting some resources through for counseling there because we're not professionals. Um, but we did bring up the idea that she might have a some sort of body dysmorphia, mm-hmm. um, which is a real condition. It's it's just you're you're not happy with what you see in the mirror, and it could be the most minute thing but it could be a, a huge identifier and a yeah. huge pest you perceive it completely differently than the outside world does like it, you see something and it's like over inflated and um like your your nose is way too big and so that's all you see right. but nobody else sees it that way and or in sarah's case her hips were too feminine yeah. and she was wondering how she could have more masculine features there and we talked about right. wearing male clothing right. and you know, trying to be more comfortable in her own skin right. is what sure, right. her basic gist was. She feels fine. She has a loving, supporting, supportive husband mm-hmm. who is completely understanding of where she's been and, and where she's at now. And uh, so it, it, it's seemingly on the surface, everything seems to be okay, but she's got a big conflict on the inside. So she wrote back um, and she says, thank you guys so much for taking time for my letter. I really didn't think it was worth uh, much notice. And she goes on to say, you know, I didn't want to take any time away from you, Brandon, because y- we all have problems. And uh, she both thinks she thinks that both mis- uh, myself and my wife are fucking rad. So uh, thank you for that. Um, Sarah goes on to say, I am glad you brought up the body dysmorphic disorder idea. I, I really suffered with this through most of my life, so much so that I went on a diet for the first time at eight years old and started on bulimia by the time I was 12. I think that the BDD, body dysmorphia disorder, stems from the gender issues rather than the other way around. But I think the two are linked. So thank you for reminding me of that before I start starving myself and losing muscle just to shrink my girly hips. I also agree with you that the ASD plays a big role in these issues as well. You really brought to my attention that there are many angles to this this entire thing. And I should probably try to find someone to talk about. At the very least, to try and organize it all. I also want to thank you very much for the information to connect with some support systems. I live in uh, the Turlock area, so Sacramento is a bit far to drive regularly, but we don't have many options here. So, to re- so the resources you are very you sent are very welcome. I will definitely be utilizing the online support options as well. I've decided that perhaps you were right. Maybe I'm not any specific label. I'm just me. I'm not saying that all of my problems will now be solved, and I'm totally comfortable where, where I am. But at least I have a goal now. As far as labels in general go, in my new apprenticeship for a utility company, they have not insisted on calling me by my first name. I am allowed to go by the much more gender... gender... (laughs) I'm allowed to go by the much more gender-neutral name of Jonesy, which is based on my middle name. It's not much, but it feels like a lot more from here. 
Just because I like you both so much, and I truly appreciate you taking the time to help me out, I have attached a few pics since you asked. Sorry, no nudes. And that's okay. We were just... I would having never fun. ask for nudes. No, I'm the one who jokingly asks for nudes, and that's Such okay. But I know. Uh, the first two pictures are from uh, my profession school, the first climb on a tower, and looking tiny with an instructor at graduation. The goat selfie was taken when I was drunk while milking my goat, and is the only selfie I've ever taken. Much love and respect from a very grateful prodhead, the gender fluid, what the fuck thingamajig weirdo, Jonesy. Well, thank you very much, Jonesy. That was very sweet of you to uh, to write back, and I, I really do hope that um, you, you mean what you say and you have a goal to reach for, and, and sometimes that's all you need is just a little carrot at the end of the stick to to keep it going. And that last picture of her with the goat I know. is really cute. It's cute. That's really cute. Yeah. I have to say, I love, I love the name Jonesy. Um, I'm going to nerd out here for a second. Jonesy was the name of the orange cat in the movie Alien. That's right. That survived. I want to be clear about that. That cat survived. <laughs> That's the cat. We we named uh, one of the fosters, mm-hmm. the foster cats that we had he was a while a, back. He was a fighter. He he wasted away on a hunger strike. He wouldn't eat any of the food. Did he ever end? Did he ever end up bouncing back? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, we never. We didn't lose one. Yeah, that's right. We didn't lose one. We almost. We had two very touch and go kittens. Jonesy was one of them. I named him Jonesy because he reminded me of little survivor cat. The little survivor cat, and I, and he was like this really pale orange, and I went, oh, that's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Animals can be such great therapy. They really can. Yeah, especially when you foster them. Oh. It's something rewarding because it's you don't necessarily have to keep them. You can love them as much as you want. For an extended period of time with knowing that there's an end goal of it going back out in the world and getting a better home. Totally. Yeah. Like like knowing that like I do it, I guess, for selfish reasons too, because man, do I love kittens. I well, love bottle babies. The last round of fosters, it was for a lot of selfish reasons because we ended up adopting two of them. So two out, out of, the of how eight, many? Eight? Eight? Are you kidding me? How many no. do we have? We, oh, we went through probably 15, 20. Oh, wow. They go through, sometimes we have the really quick ones. Like that, but there's two that you completely forgot about. Which ones? The ones between... Higgins and Hermie. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about you for- those. You forgot we had kittens in between Hermie. Yeah. See what I mean? Do you remember the first ones? No. Oh, I do. Jombie was one of them. Nope. Nope. That was the second crew. That was that was the Jonesy crew. That See? was Jones. That was Jonesy, Jombie, and Toots. The, okay. Oh. <laughs> Jonesy, Jombie, and Toots. I don't remember the first ones. You don't remember the Siamese kittens? I remember. I think we almost failed that time around because we still had Sebastian at the time. Oh, and we wanted, old, this, we wanted Sebastian the Siamese, kitty to go I, with the old Sebastian. Yeah, and there was this one Siamese that was absolutely. It's, it's, the Siamese picked their people, and this one picked Brandon, and it. Oh my god! It would wait for him at the door. The other two would be playing with me all over me. They were the funniest kittens. They were a little bit older, so they were just kind of there on a holding. Um, they didn't need any kind of medical attention. They weren't, they weren't emaciated. They weren't, so they didn't need socialization. They were just, they were surrendered and needed to be held for seven days. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. They were so funny. That's when we got that bubble picture where you, he managed to get a picture oh, yeah. of a bubble landing right square on the nose of one of these kids. It is the most beautiful shot I've ever seen. And it didn't pop. It's almost like a macro shot of the it bubble. It was. It's like even, I mean, it was just the best shot. 
Anyway, uh, no, this kitten would, would just wait for him. He would come into the room and it would chase him down. And they were funny. That was our first set together. Yeah, I do. That rem- was us. I do remember now that that was almost a failure. That was because a very of that close, one cat. That one kitten, which I wouldn't have regretted. <laughs> yeah. But we know that that went on to a very good home and everything. Oh, anybody that got any one of those kittens, just they got one of the most. They, I think that maybe we'll get lucky and we'll hear a listener follow up. But they were adopted out through the SPCA, the Placer SPCA, but they were at the pet pet food express in roseville yeah the one that's over behind the whole foods in roseville we went very ge- that's very specific to the general area. it is it is but that's just that's just because of what we fostered out of but yeah. um <laughs> we went in to go check because i like if i get a chance to check on my fosters if they haven't been adopted out you know the day of or whatever they go very quickly kittens do um we went in to go check on them because we were kind of heartbroken. We were like, man, I don't know. Maybe we should have kept that one. Like, maybe, I don't know. You just don't want to give up a good cat like that. And they didn't even, like, recognize me. They were like, whatever. <laughs> I was like, well, that was easy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's easy to uh, let those ones go. Because you know they're at least going to good homes. Yeah, it's... it's- it's tough when you when you have one for a long time and when they don't look back at you when you're walking away, yeah. you're like, oh, well, all right. Hey, thanks. <laughs> no, I mean, nothing to you. It know. happens. I brought it... you back from near death. Yeah, this is the thanks I get. Not all foster kittens are created equally. That's true. I have learned that. <clears throat> I I have yet to do the foster dog thing, and I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. Oh. It seems like it'd be more difficult than cats. Um, it's hard to give them back. It's hard. I had to give back some pretty awesome. I didn't. So if you're a foster, you don't have to, you know, you yeah, but just go in and go, well, I'm going to fail. But and it's a, it's a cheap way to adopt animals, but it it's is. also a good way to get to know the animals, too. It's a really good way to get to know the animals. And it also too. gives the animal a chance to, to bo- have that human bonding experience and not yeah. keep it trapped in a. In a, in a cage. cage, you know, yeah. that's essentially what it is when they're at the, they when do, they're there. They do um, shelter breaks um, that, so basically you have older cats that have been in the shelter for a long time. And after too long, things like muscle mass starts to break down. Um, Cause they're not cause getting they, enough exercise. Yeah. Not, yeah. Now what's really cool is that the Placer SPCA just got a new building and they, from what I remember, what I was told by, um, Leilani, not to drop names, but <laughs> you're a VIP. I I've just been Espesa. I've been I've been sp- volunteering at the Placer SPCA since I was 11 years old during like the floods of 94, 95. Way back in the day, back in my day, when we I actually had to make phone calls and like I was in the the phone center reuniting people with their animals. So like we would have the descriptions of the animals. They'd call us, we'd match them. We'd call them back. We think we have your animal. You need to come down. Was it pretty accurate? Yeah. We, Oh, hold on. I get emotional. <clears throat> well, that was quick. Yeah. It's, it's like, um, you don't know it until you've experienced that moment when somebody gets reunited with their dog. I get really excited. Like the, the joy that comes over them. Oh my God. Yeah. They go home a different animal. Yeah. They really do. I had it happen with one of my dogs. She like got a reborn, reborn animal. Yeah, they're like, I'm so sorry. I'll listen next time. <laughs> <laughs> I won't let that flood take me uh, away next time. Yeah, no, they, it's it's a really it's really cool to experience that 
to be there because they would have to come in and like fill out paperwork and stuff like that. So they come to the, the main office. Anyways, Placer SPCA. That's my introduction to volunteering. Pretty heavy in introduction for volunteering. I was 11. I was like, what, 10, 11 years old when I was doing that? Was this the same time that your uncle became friends with the a pig? pig? Yeah. Okay. So at that, that whole thing, uh, my family was out working with the animals. We had, um, so the Placer County fairgrounds were there and there were these, um, they were kind of having to house the animals there because the building that they had was makeshift. Yeah. It had been forever. And so they, they would expand as best they could. And they finally were able to get this big building right by the train tracks. And, Oh, it's so cool, you guys. It's so cool. It's I think they modeled it. Is they modeled it after like the San, the San Francisco? Fr- yes, yeah. oh. San Francisco SPCA. There's like outside windows for the animals. Like it's so cool. Yeah. So, and it's it's tough though to look back at those times when when such an influx of animals came in because there's no way of predicting that. There's no, no way of knowing that that was going to go down the way it did. But and we had, I, thank I'm, goodness, there was something there to to help. It's not like it's isolated to just you know, Roseville or Rockland or whatever. It's like, we are connected with Auburn. We're Placer County. So a lot. So they brought the animals in for that flood. They brought the animals into the fairgrounds. My family was out volunteering there. And this, so somebody's, it was like their pot belly pig. I I don't know exactly what kind of pig it was. I never got to see this. This is, this just, this is a story from your uncle. From my uncle. I mean, I was there, but I wasn't like at the building. Right. So I had to ride home with him that night and he stank so bad. <laughs> I was like, what is that? He's like, well, this pig. <laughs> so, pigs are very, uh, they can be very emotional creatures. And they was really stressed out. And they're very much like dogs. They're very much like dogs. Yeah. We, we um, He, for whatever reason, this pig just kind of like Stockholm syndromed himself to my uncle and like laid on him. And anytime my uncle tried to walk away, the pig would scream bloody murder. So he was like, I don't know what to do. So he had to be his pal for the, for the whole time he was there. Yeah. For like a couple of days, he was like this pig's pal. That's so cool. It was so funny. We'll have, so. To, we'll have to find out a recap. Yeah. On that. Just for our, my, my sake. Cause I want to yeah. know like how that whole, whole thing went down. If the pig actually got it's. I believe they did. Home. I believe they did. I think I was, I think they, <laughs> I think there was even a discussion of, well, we could build a little pen in the backyard. <laughs> You kind of you run through that I bet a lot when you're in those situations like oh we can we can totally have a pig Ew. this would be easy what did we do Saturday morning well just uh, <laughs> no well yeah that's true so to before we get to our pig journey yeah um I just to kind of make things go full circle here the reason why we're talking about animals is they could be very therapeutic because be. when you lose an animal like we did um last last week when this thing was recorded a week ago um. I had to put down my my 13 year old long haired dachshund Lucy, who, if you're a long time listener, you know who 12. she is. 12? She was 12. 12. 12, 13. Something like that. I adopted her when she was three. So, you know, I, I can have a little bit of wiggle room since I don't really know the exact date. You so. said 2009. So she's, yeah. she's, she's like 12. She's like 12 going on 13. Yeah. Yeah. She's it's just 12. So, anyway. After putting her down, it was, it took a big hit on the, on the house that we, we have. It, it almost kind of created this deafening thud between our, there's a weird silence. Yeah. And it, there's, it still kind of exists today, but it feels like our other animals, we have one more dog, uh, one dog, Walter, he's a big training walker, coon big, oafy dog. It's like a, he's like a 
the biggest beagle you've ever seen and then some. Yeah, beagle on stilts is what yeah. we call he's, him. He's easily like, what, 28, 30 inches yeah, tall? he's a tall dude. He's very tall. And uh, we have five other cats at the house as well. And they're all, they're all happy and healthy. So it, it's almost like when we've had, when we had Lucy for the last about two years, We've been dealing with some yeah. back issues that she's had. It, you know, it starts out with arthritis and then well, it started the, out the with joints the, go. It started out with um, the removal of her cancer. The second time. The second, second time. time she had cancer. Yeah. It was like the size of a. It was like a big piece of broccoli. cauliflower. Yeah. Or cauliflower. Like it was just, and it just, it, it, you guys, I'm telling you, it shows up so fast. It was like, it wasn't there. And then the next day it was there. Check on your dogs. Just rub their bellies. Rub Rub their bellies. If Feel you've got little lumps. females, please. Yeah, especially if if you had a, a female dog that was fixed later on in life, they're more prone to cancer yeah. stuff. And she that's kind of what happened with Lucy. And, she had um, a geriatric spay. So she was seven years old when she was spayed. And she he, she had a heat every year, too. So yeah. that predisposes them for mammary cancer and, and, I, and I wasn't, uterine cancer. I wasn't aware of that until mm-hmm. it was too late. And, you know, it, it was just one of those things that she fought through it and she was a fucking trooper all the way till the end. And ultimately it wasn't her mind that went, it wasn't the cancer that got her. It was just that she couldn't move anymore. She, her body deteriorated on her yeah. to the point where, and this wasn't caused by the cancer that no, she got. It wasn't. This, this she beat just, cancer. This is not, you can't claim the cancer took her at yeah, all. This is the degenerative disease that, that occurs in most and a lot of dogs with this type of spine, the long, the long back and the shorter legs. Yeah, they're they're not corgis, basset hounds. They're not bred to last forever, no. and unfortunately, the, those things can be so debilitating. And we did everything we could. We did pain management. We did acupuncture. We did cold laser. We did uh, acetylm, all sorts of so joint many supplements, supplements that you that you could take and water uh, baths to ease the the joint stiffness hot packs cold packs special exercises yeah special rubs along the spine and we we did everything we could and it it just became a quality of life thing and and it was a tough decision to make it was between uh more drugs and more trying to make her more comfortable it got us to we got to a point where everything we were doing wasn't helping and she was kind of deteriorating at an exponential rate and by the end, we were standing there going, you know, the vet is saying, we have two choices. You can pump her full of medicines and get her comfortable for a little longer. But, and then, you know, she checks her out and Lucy's leg stops working and her tail had like dislocated some, when we don't know when it was awful and she we, felt no pain. I, I went to bathe her the day that we were going to take her to the vet that night just to, you know, get, get her all cleaned up. I like to, we were 50, 50 on if it was going to be that night or not. And I, I deep down knew that it was, but I didn't want to admit it. Like I, I took her there with the mindset, Oh, we're just going home. We're just, everything's going to be fine. We'll get something. We had the and, option to do that. Right. But I didn't, I, it, when we sat down and we talked about it, it and saw her that way, because when I was bathing her that morning, I felt her tail and it was like the end of it was it's like the last four not connected to her tail at all. It was, it was like, just she, like dislocated. She you feel her tail and you can like easily move the last two totally bones right. on. And it was like, she wasn't even reacting. She wasn't, it, it wasn't the last two. It was like the last four. I was surprised at how, how limp her tail was. And it seemed so odd and she didn't react. And we didn't Jeez. notice it until just recently. And we had, you know, we've been touching her. We've been, and it could have happened 
a lot earlier on that we just didn't notice. Yeah. Um, but it was just one of those things. Anyways. It was a kind of a trigger yeah. for that day. So. Um, they and, never leave this earth no, totally pretty. <laughs> that, that, that's so true. And fortunately, the vet that we go to, Rockland Ranch, are the most wonderful people. They, they scrounged up a, a giant piece of cake <laughs> and uh, two spoons of peanut butter, which the cake was gone in probably this was a human size piece of cake this big, wasn't like a little bite like it was like three had, inches by four inches and it had all the icing icing on it it looked like a really good birthday cake. i was jealous i kind of wanted some i almost tried i tried to take a bite but she nipped she at me still would have taken your finger <laughs> off <laughs> so she had a, a giant piece of cake in three minutes flat could have given uh joey chestnut to run for her money his money and <laughs> Uh, two big spoons of, of peanut butter and she had her toy there and us all circled around her and it was a very beautiful moment. And uh, it, it, was, it was tough. And when we got home, the, the animals just kind of, obviously they can pick up on these things, they know, and they've been kind of quiet. So we decided that we'd take advantage of the stillness and we'd go out and go to the state fair. We went there on, on Friday. So we, yeah. we, we lost Lucy on Wednesday and then... We lost all track of space and time on Thursday. I'm not sure it existed and happened. Yeah, and Friday. <laughs> Everything was a blur. And then Friday we decided, let's just go do something. And we went to the fair and we, the best part about it was the animals. That's like. Always is. We went to the livestock section and. First off. That, that was just, it instantly puts a smile on your face. You feel good to see these beautiful animals being well taken care of and just being admired. And, you know, I, I never really took, I, I took those kinds of things for granted when I was a kid because, Oh, farm animal. I grew up with farm animals all around me. So seeing goats and, and llamas and things just weren't very, it, it wasn't just, it wasn't, it wasn't stimulating special. for you. It, it was like special. Huh. Right. And it's like I me really, walking around and seeing squirrels like, Ooh, big deal. Right. I didn't really have, 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 uh, the whole ag yeah. you know, background or anything, but I had family that mm -hmm. we all had livestock around us. And, um, so it wasn't that big a deal, but after we, you know, lost Lucy, it was just so cathartic and therapeutic mm -hmm. to to be around these these happy animals. And um, we made friends with these uh, big, goofy, hairy sheep, mohair goats, mohair goats. Yeah, <laughs> they had a lot of hair, which is probably why they're called mohair. They goats. looked like mops with feet and horns, and they you were, couldn't even see their eyes. They were so cute, though. And the, there was one that was was kind of off to the side in a, in a corner. Didn't really want anything to do with anybody until I walked over <laughs> and then the goat just slowly pressed its head directly against the fence. Like you're going to pet me now. <laughs> you're my new friend. And he did. And he, yeah. he would like, he, he would, stayed there. He would just stay there. And if Brandon like took his hand and he would like, look back like, why? Yeah, and then back. put his head back. Like, it was, they were really cute. Yeah, It, it was awesome. But, but uh, uh, the ultimate moment oh, came yeah. when we got to the pigs. Ah! The pigs there was are always the best. Regular sized pigs, and there was a lot of mini miniature pigs there too. Mini pigs, not yeah, just like not, not just baby, not teacups, but they're called mini pigs. And uh, you know, I, I've always been like, I don't really think they all exist. But we did some more research. Anyway, <laughs> we'll get to that later. <laughs> but no, there was they had some babies that had been born on June twentieth to this uh, mini pig named Penelope, and she was very small, like. She was clearly their mom, but they were, so, she was what, 30, 40 pounds. Yeah, she probably, she looked like a little rat terrier size. Yeah, she was just a little like very small, medium dog size, yeah. terrier size. She, and she's just standing there 
you know, bellies just dragging on the ground. Or udders or... Ever, do, just, do pigs have udders? They have nipples. Oh, okay. But <laughs> <laughs> you just wanted to hear me say nipples, huh? Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, there's little, there like four or five little piglets. Oh my God. They were chasing each other around. There was this one black one that would like barrel roll into All the pigs other. matter. <laughs> Yeah, they, they were they were the it was the it was almost like a scene that you see like in a wind up toy where the, yeah, the pigs like, are just chasing every, every, all over the place like in a line too. They like one would go and then they would all like start following suit. And they did this for five minutes straight, and we just sat there. It was a crowd of just people just laughing. laughing, and just it was it was like one of those things. Like this is real life. This is happening right now, and they were just playing and having the best time. And it was it was a nice relief. It was almost like. Okay, the, the the spirit of Lucy is still around. Like she's out there playing somewhere, and she's channeling well, these animals. And she's like, I don't know, that might be a little like, too far. Out yeah, there, it was good energy. But I think I think what was really cool is um, before we left for the fair. So we took Walter to doggy daycare on Friday. We wanted to tire him out. Oh yeah. So he goes to Wagon Tails over off of um, like Auburn Boulevard, right there at the exit. Mm-hmm. If you've ever been to California Burger, you know where I'm talking about. Cali Burger. Oh, so good. They're onion rings. Have the Ortega Burger, please. Mm. <laughs> anyway, so we take them over there. And when it's really hot, um, they bring the dogs inside. And so they have like a little playpen inside where they, they bring all the dogs. And uh, Andrea, she's so amazing. They're all so amazing over there. We got there on Friday to pick Walter up. It was too hot, so they weren't outside in the normal pen. Brandon, like, panic is like, what's going on? Where are the dogs? Where's my dog? <laughs> so we went inside, and uh, she invited us in to see all of the dogs because a lot of them were still there. And there happened to be a long-haired Dotsie who looked almost exactly like Lucy. It's like a younger version of her, too. Her name was Cavney. No, Candy. Cat. Cavney. Oh, Cavney. Cavney. She's oh. named after a town in Oregon, I think it was. I, so I thought I heard oh, Candy, and that's Cav- why I was like, I oh, it's so. Cavney. She was like, I said, it's also a good name for a stripper. <laughs> and that might be why Andrea was like, what? Yeah, what? Ca- the stripper named Cavney. <laughs> yeah, Candy. Candy, make your way to the main stage. It's <laughs> not even the dog's name. Anyway. Such a dummy. She so Dossies aren't usually like the way Lucy was, and this one is, and it was it reminded us she was super personable. She was Lucy all over again. Yeah. It was so great and very but, loving. Like goes up to the strangers like they're their best friends. Oh yeah, yeah. like yeah, and like pick her up, and she's just like ah. so happy. Like yeah. super. It just reminded me of Lucy, like when she was way younger, and it it also reminds you like there's when they start to lose those things, like yeah. how much more, how much better off yeah, they are and, and being, like, than being incomplete. Right. And I think that I'm always kind of afraid to go play with more dogs. Cause I'm like, Oh, I want to take them all home and yeah. I want to rescue them. And I want a puppy. And then you think those things. And I mean, he got, Brandon got bowled over by golden retrievers, like one after the other, there were what, what two or three of them. There were so many dogs. I, you guys. I, got, I lost count. There was probably about seven or eight dogs on top of me. We, once. We it can, was, it was heaven. We have some pictures and maybe we'll post them. Maybe I'll post that as yeah. like a little clip he, clip. There clip you go. Of the, uh, Podcast. There you go. That'd be good. Cause yeah. he just, I mean, they just swarmed him and it was just adorable. And you couldn't 
help but just feel so much love and like just so much happiness and it was overwhelming you just gotta like soak it in and and that was before we even got to the fair so yeah we're extra juiced on all that puppy love exactly so you know we took walter home he was out he was he barely made it home before he was sleeping he like lays down he's like he couldn't keep his eyes open doggy daycare (laughs) is one of the best things you can do if you can if you have the means and if you have the ability to take your dog to a little place that they can run their little hearts out Mm -hmm. if you have busy schedules like a lot of us do in the afternoon, I, we just we just take him over there for four hours or so, and he's, yeah, he he's gets, tired out. We take him Perfect. over usually about, what, 11.30 he goes over there? Yeah. yeah. And then one of us picks him up in the evening. It's good socialization. It's Yeah, that's, it's the, great. that's the thing that we lack, um, the ability to socialize him with many dogs. And yeah. I think that it's really good for his him, like, mentally. It makes him a better dog at home. So, yeah, I could run him all day long, but... Walter really, as specifically Walter, needs more dog interaction. He's like a fly landed on him last night and he literally flew (laughs) out of his bed and like hopped around like it was some kind of, I thought it was a pincher bug that pinched him on the nose. He was so flipped out about it. It was a dying fly. The fly couldn't even fly anymore. It was basically just crawling on him and it it freaked him out. This is like, this is the same dog that got spooked by a bumblebee (laughs) Walking by a bush that this bumblebee was just minding its own business, but it just so happened to buzz right by Walter's head. And uh, Walter proceeded to pull us out into the street, pull you out in the street. All the way across the street and then wouldn't go near it for a week. Yeah. Every time we walked by that bush, he'd have to he'd give it a wide burst. You. Yeah, yeah I'm not going would. by that bush. There's a bumblebee. And it, 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 it sort of buzzed him, but like in just like a very curious way. So like the bumblebee just kind of like turned and like hovered in front of his nose. like, And yeah. he just went, oh, my God. His ears went up and he flailed up like a horse and, and just flew. I mean, he's such a baby. Sometimes he, he used to be scared of farts. That's true. Yep. You're not scared of those anymore. No, you do it enough. You're used to it. <laughs> you do it. <laughs> oh, uh, uh. oh, come on. We, I think we went fart for fart this weekend. I don't you, think so. I think so. I don't think so. You reach these points in your relationship where <laughs> you just kind of, yeah, you just kind of, <laughs> you know, you just let it all hang out. And uh, boy, did she. <laughs> <gasps> so you want to know how he farted on my shoulder? Yeah, how, how did I fart on your shoulder? He farts in his sleep. Accidentally. <laughs> twice this weekend yeah well how many times did you do it in your sleep <laughs> i don't know exactly because i kept count though i didn't say i didn't do it you i did. just said that you fart in your sleep particularly more than i recall <laughs> i think it might have been we were, all those ranch style beans we from were, last week oh, this mm. so good. So good. <laughs> we were laying on the couch and Mosey, his favorite golden boy cat. The tuxedo cat. Same cat that launched onto his face when he was younger and tried to rip his nose from his crazy I I intervened when he was in crazy cat mode. I was asking for it. You make excuses I said, oh, you're so cute. What's wrong with you? And he went, and bit my nose off. He redirected on you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was my fault. Definitely your fault. I could have just sprayed him with water. It's it would have defeased the whole situation. Yeah, or like just close the blinds. I could have done that. <laughs> just walk over and close the blinds. Well, I didn't do that. I reached for the cat and said, oh, what's the matter? We <laughs> <laughs> could sell you. Oh, and you enjoy the taste of my flesh. He, re- he redirected on Lucy a couple of times. I remember that. Yeah, well, the- Lucy always kind of had a way of getting confrontational with the cats. Well, that's true. But she wasn't 
she wasn't super mean she about snappy it. At him. Well, she was at the end because yeah. she was just uncomfortable and it it was hard for her to if they, like, move walk, around. If they walked by her and she thought they were going to like pounce on her or something, she'd just kind of like preemptively like yelp and yipe, yipe and like turn. And we were two like two feet away from you. Yeah. <laughs> it, it would happen. We would be like, okay, Lou, clearly you're sore today. She had some dramatic moments, but you know. Oof. She was a dramatic. She was a dotsy. Drama mama. Drama. So she was fun though. So I farted on your shoulder because (laughs) so Mosey had. We were like, see, we were sitting. This is an important story. I I know. That's why I brought it back. I know. Okay, so we were sitting on the couch and we decided we wanted to lay down and relax while we watched a show. And the second, like Brandon, laid down just a little bit faster than I did, and the second his his like shoulder and head hit the pillow, Mosey was like up in his face and in my spot. And every time Brandon tried to move him, he was like, it was like trying to move a mountain. Like Mosey would like readjust and like weasel his way back like over. Magnetized to yeah, my he wouldn't, shoulder area. You, we couldn't shake the cat. So I just went, well, fine, whatever. I'll lay between your legs. So I put my head, Hello. I put my head on his lap and mm-hmm. my shoulder was kind of up under. Sorry for poking you in his, the ear. Yeah. Between his legs, yeah. <laughs> he falls asleep. I don't even know how long you were out. You were past snore uh, stage. Five minutes. Okay. Mm, <laughs> <laughs> He'll miss entire episodes and be and pretend when he wakes up. He's like, oh, oh wow. That was He'll just repeat whatever the last scene it was oh, that he saw. It? And oh I'll be God. like, it wasn't even important. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> oh, don't go in there. Seriously. It will be like a non-important scene and he'll repeat it like, ah, this must be important because I woke up. That's <laughs> <laughs> Brandon. <laughs> no, anyway, so my shoulder was just kind of like up under him mm. and and it just, all of a sudden he just goes shoulder and i like i was like whoa wait a minute and i looked up and it wakes him up and he looks down at me and he goes i you farted on me (laughs) (laughs) it was so embarrassed when i woke up i knew exactly what had happened and like i knew it was pre-programmed in my mind as i was waking up like you have farted on your wife's shoulder and i wake up i'm like oh my god it was probably warm it was probably uncomfortable like this makes me so uncomfortable I'm so sorry. I hope I didn't shit on you. But it was like your legs were kind of spread apart too. So this was like a direct flight. It wasn't muffled by anything. (laughs) God damn it. But that was the Uh, second time he farted himself awake this weekend. uh, Let's talk about the more fun stuff that wakes me up. Like wood and wetness and all the good stuff. Not the farts. Oh, he, you know, I will say that there's this one thing that you do. I freaking love it. He giggles himself awake sometimes. Well, I'm the funniest person I know. I know. And so he'll be having like a funny dream and I'll, and he, I'll, I mean, he'll be out and all of a sudden I'll hear him go <laughs> and I'll look at him and he's still laughing. I'm like, well, it's so funny. He's all, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can never remember. You can never remember it's the what made him thing. laugh. I, but I do remember the scenario in which, and I think it was just this last, not this last weekend. Yeah, I think it was this last weekend that it happened, or maybe it was a nap last. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Oh, oh when you when you giggled yourself awake most recently, yeah, we were in bed, and okay. he. So I don't know. It was one of those tired days. 
it was like the week before, uh, not last week, week before. Um, I don't even know what week. Tears it is are anymore. like running I, down your face. Right I now. have, I, my eyes are watering so bad. That's hot. Um, no, he laughed himself awake, but he had been talking just not a couple minutes before and he didn't go through snore stage. Like sometimes he goes through snore stage and then he's asleep and then he giggles himself awake. He just no, went this out. was right away. Yeah, no, he went out totally silently. So he was clearly very tired. And then he just, just kind of, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> so I thought maybe he'd seen like a cat do something. And I, I was like, what's so funny? And he started to talk, but it was total gibberish. And then he catches himself and he's like, I guess I laughed myself away. <laughs> I remember the scenario in my dream kind of vividly. Oh. I was watching a stand up on TV. Oh, you finally remember it was, but I don't know who it was it, in my mind. It was like a really old TV. So it was like an old school mm-hmm. tape version of mm-hmm. a, of a standup. So it looked kind of gritty, but that was like the only thing that I remember. And I, I remember the standup comedian being hilarious. And so I laughed at whatever the comedian was saying in my dream. And I wake up, I'm like, I'm still laughing. This is, it's the weirdest thing. It's I, if there's ways to wake up and that I, I'd like that one the best. Not I the, like that one the best too. Not it the one where going. you feel like you're you're dying or you're falling off of a cliff, and when you hit the impact, like that's when you wake up. I Those are the that, worst. I hear that that is your body falling into consciousness. Really? Yeah, that's what I've been told. It's like the like because what hap- what's happening is your um when you have your dreams kind of in your more like waking hours, like when you're in between. It's not so much REM sleep. The from deep what sleep, I, right? Yeah, it's not so much that. It's like. On the other end, so mm-hmm. like, think of it like dusk and dawn of REM sleep. Like yeah. you, you'll dream into it, and then you'll dream out of it. And so, I'm told the ones where you're falling is you're falling out of the dream. You always wake up. Sorry, he's gonna get me a tissue. I really genuinely laugh so hard, my eyes are watering. And the air quality is so bad these days. Yeah, all those farts in the air. Ugh, and the farts in your shoulder. But anyway, that's what I've been told. Well, that was a good weekend for us, right? It was. Yeah. We we spent Saturday morning after the fair seriously contemplating if we could make a mini pig. We happen. were we were so in, we were so excited about those pigs and how they were playing and and how we we we've known firsthand people who've had pigs that are like these are like dogs. They're they're the most kindless kindest gentlest creatures. Can be. <laughs> they can be. They can be also be very very mean too. Um but and we, you know, we did a bunch of research That's Saturday morning, so and we smart. seriously contemplated getting pig mm-hmm. as a pet. But we need we need property, we need the ability to take care of it if something goes wrong. Because mm-hmm. Lord knows those vet bills ain't cheap. Oh, they're not so bad. Well, still, it's, I used it's to just, work with a. Vet you say vet. that like we don't have five cats in one other big. Some of those are insured. Dog. No, we we did have the the conversation though about. When are we going to get a puppy? Or are we going to get a puppy? And then we doubled the cost of doggy daycare because yeah. we didn't have Lucy going to doggy daycare. Yeah, the body wasn't even cold yet. And, and Haley, that is Haley not had true. had her phone out shopping for new puppies. That is not true. We were on our way home from the vet and Lucy had just passed away. He's so full of shit. I was driving off. You're so full of shit. Your eyes are into brown. the sunset. Well, they are brown. Stop it. I was driving off into the sunset crying oh my, my last tears for Lucy. And she was like, look, babe. Do you see what I put up with? Border collies are on sale. I didn't say that. Maybe not that day. The next day. Day before. 
<laughs> the day before she died, you were shopping for puppies. No, we've talked about we it. knew it. We've talked about it. We've been talking about it. That's true. We have. We think Walter would benefit from having a different type of dog around the house. Domestic abuse is bad, by the way. And it's not funny and it's I, not a laughing matter. I don't, I don't talk to Haley that way and... Just before anybody protests the podcast, the broadcast. He wouldn't get away with it, trust me. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> That's going to do it this week for this episode of the Rad Podcast. Love you. Love you. <laughs> Love you. Namaste, bitches. The Rad Broadcast.